it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Hello. Before we get started with the show, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is sleep. I travel a great deal. I travel all around the world. I just got back from Kiev, crossing the Moldovan border. And the thing I always look forward to is getting back to my uh, king-size bed with my MyPillow mattress topper installed on the top. Now, I like a firm mattress because uh, I have back problems from uh, a long time ago uh, playing sports in high school. But I love my firm mattress with the MyPillow mattress topper on top. You get the firmness, but also it's like sleeping on a firm cloud. I really can't explain it. But it is the most comfortable sleep I have ever experienced in my life, and I can't wait to get back to it every time I travel. If you go to MyPillow right now with promo code CDM, you can get a 50% discount on the mattress toppers. Uh, Mike Lindell is giving out amazing discounts right now. Uh, get them while they last. Use promo code CDM at MyPillow.com and get the MyPillow mattress topper, the best sleep you will ever experience. Thank you very much. Now on to our guest. Welcome back to Information Operation. We are especially delighted this morning to have with us General Michael Flynn, who I'm sure you all know who he is and his background. Uh, we used to work for some of the same people years ago at uh, different times. Uh, General Flynn, welcome to the uh, show. Oh, thanks for having me, Todd. Appreciate it. It's, a, uh, it's an interesting time that the, that the world is in right now, right? It sure is. Uh, so let's get right to it. I, you know, I've been in Ukraine a good bit. I had a team on the ground since, since 2015. I was just in Kiev, went across the Moldovan border uh, when the invasion started. So uh, I have a theory about Putin, and I know he's aggressive and, and wants, I don't think they're really the Soviet Union back together, but more the Russian Empire back to the czarist power days, which actually stretched from Poland to San Francisco. People know their history. But my thought is there's one, I think he, when he started arming 10 years ago, a closeness with Bush that was real or not, I, I think he maybe saw the corruption and the kind of gangster state that we were building in the West that we didn't really know of. He's got a good intelligence operation. And I think that's when he really started arming. I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, I, I think people have to really understand that when the when the Soviet Union collapsed under Gorbachev, you know, from a, from a recent history perspective, not the not going back a hundred years or a thousand years, but the recent history, and I think it was 1994. There was the Budapest Accords, right? And uh, and that's very very important for people to understand, and and uh, where where these current leaders were at, and the and the conversations. Essentially, the Budapest Accords in 1994 between between our, our uh, President Bush, uh, Francis Mitterrand, uh, uh, British uh, Margaret Thatcher, and uh, Gorbachev, there was a decision, essentially, and an agreement to not expand NATO up against the, the frontier and, the, and, frankly, the border of the Russian Federation. And there was, 
and a, and a big thing that was happening at that time was the reunification of Germany, right? The reunification right. of Germany. And so we, we all, there's so many like little tactical things that probably happened at that time, because during that reunification, I guarantee there's, there's, there's people in both sort of spy camps that are trying to get access and trying to, you know, get inside of, of the decision-making apparatuses that, that existed at that time. One of which was NATO, Another was the European Union, and of course, of course, uh, getting inside of the, uh, the the nation states that existed on the, you know, in the in the east in the Russian Federation now in the now Russian Federation. One of those being Ukraine. So, this expansion of NATO, it was a giant, giant issue, and that was one of the agreements that that we we the West said, you know, we we will adhere to that. And of course, we as soon as that meeting ended, we, you know, we start we went from whatever. I think, and, and my number, don't hold me to my numbers, but it was like 12 to 16 states at that time, nations that now right. we're upwards, now we're upwards into almost up to 30. We're almost up to 30 and never, and it continues to encroach on the Russian Federation. And, and a, a few months back, I, I wrote a, a piece to describe the similarities, at least in the, in the geostrategic component of this thing, Todd, about... Uh -huh. The Cuban Missile Crisis, right, and, and what what uh, what Russian, you know, what some of the things that Putin will have going through his head that he is going to consider. He doesn't want to have nuclear missiles on the doorstep of uh, of Russia, and we don't and we don't want that either. So so all that sort of that past behind us. Now where are we? Because this the, the I think the bigger focus has been incorrect. I think it's been totally incorrect. And, and everybody's been focusing on the, 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 the tactical situation in, in Ukraine and the people, right. Zelensky and Putin, right? And, and the bigger, what's the bigger issue? What's the bigger geostrategic issue in play? And that's where, that's where, uh, that's, the, that's the conversation that's missing. And that's missing big time. Because yeah. it, is about, it is about corruption. It is about money laundering. It's about child sex trafficking. It's about... Uh, the, the heroin markets that come out of uh, that come out of uh, Ukraine or flow through Ukraine. I mean, there's all these different elements. It's about the, you know, the sort of the piggy bank for the for the oligarchs. And when we say oligarchs, remember, the United States has oligarchs, too. Right. right? Sure. So it's not just not just on the oligarchs in in uh, in Russia. Right. We, we use right. that word like it's a big like it's a like it's a term only for Russians. So so let me put that on one um, one part of this conversation, and let me just talk to the tactics in play in Ukraine, because what everybody's like, well, you know, Russia's running into a brick wall, and and the Ukrainians are fighting, you know, like, and they're, you know, and the and and Zelensky's the hero of the day. So, I actually, when I when I when I as I have been watching this, and I frankly, I was at DIA when when uh, when Russia first uh, assaulted. Uh, Defense Intelligence Agency when Russia first assaulted Crimea, and uh, and put it put you know at that time about two hundred thousand troops up to the border mm -hmm. of Ukraine and and into the, the what they call the Donbasses right yeah. the Donbasses are nothing more than large nation states provinces if you will inside uh, uh, provinces not not nation states but provinces inside of of Ukraine one of which is Luhansk and the other is um, Donetsk. Uh, Donetsk. That's right, Donetsk. I, I screw that word up all the time. But there, there's essentially two components, two provinces, 
who I understand have declared their independency from Ukraine. Right? And they're mostly it's, Russian speaking and Russian. It, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, all these kinds of things. So, yeah. so when, I, when I look at it from a military operation, Todd, I look at this as not an operation to take over all of Ukraine, although we mm -hmm. might drive, we the West might drive uh, Putin into that kind of a decision-making uh, process. But this is a really limited objective operation. I mean, this is yeah. very, very limited. And it's one where I see the Russians and, and the Russian leadership not wanting to make any mistakes. So they don't want to make mistakes like firing multiple rocket launchers across the, 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 the borders of into Poland or into some of these, you know, like Latvia right. or some of these other nations. So it's very, very. And so far, so far, we have not seen that. We have not seen what what Putin fully understands would be a violation of Article five of the NATO charter, which means yeah. one nation attack, we're all attacked. So we all have to then defend and, yeah. and fight back. So, so this is a very limited objective operation. And the, and the strategic objective is to cause Ukraine and to get the, you know, number one is to get the West out of it, cause Ukraine to declare neutrality, mm -hmm. not, not to, you know, be in there saying we're going to join NATO. That's, that, that's sort of a strategic objective. Putin has stated that. And I understand Zelensky has talked about this as well. Yes. That's not, that's and recently a, too. sort of a strategic objective. The mm -hmm. other strategic objectives, and there's really three. There's the, the, the declaration of neutrality. There is the, uh, the, the independency of these two provinces that we mentioned, Donetsk and Luhansk. And then the third area, really, which is sort of non-negotiable for for Putin, is Crimea. Yeah. And uh, because it goes that, that now you're talking about something that does go back uh, in history for a long, long time. But also, but I also, and I've said this that that, that I do believe that that uh, that Ukraine and the West really did put a lot of money into you into Crimea to build it up as a great as a nice nice uh, port facility down there. So there could be some reparations paid by mm -hmm. by the by the Russians. You know, Russia would you know, they, there may be some if we're smart about this, there may be some trade agreements that could happen. This yep. is after this is after the war stops. This is when we come to peace where where uh, uh, Putin's not saying that that uh, Ukraine can't become part of the European Union. European Union is a different is a different animal. It's a it's more of a, a commercial governmental and uh, and, and travel. It's, it's yeah. travel. Mm -hmm. It's it's a trade. It's not a security, uh, you know, force like NATO is. NATO is a security umbrella designed for defense, not not designed for all these other things that I just mentioned. So those are the strategic objectives: neutrality, these independent states, and then uh, Crimea. And I think that there's some really negotiating room, particularly with the payback of uh, of what the Ukrainians did and paid for in uh, Crimea. And I think that I think that that would be uh, something that could be tabled and discussed and and we could go to we could get peace tomorrow we could get peace today I agree. if everybody did that now tactically so that's strategically tactically let, let me ask you real quick you mentioned that you didn't want to make mistakes do you think that's why he hasn't really used his air force to the full extent or is he yeah. more holding back assets in case nato attacks or is he doesn't he ha does he not have the capability to training weapons that what are uh, your thoughts on that yeah no these, this is a this is a this is a top tier uh, military force, uh, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't kid, don't, don't be very, very careful for all the people that are out there listening to this about what, what, you know, Russia and their Russian military is capable of doing. I mean, yeah. and their, and their air force. 
So all these people, particularly uh, Republicans that are ca calling for no-fly zones, when you they have put no idea out, what that means. They have no idea what that means. You know, you know. I, I mean, know. you know from your your yeah. aviation days and you're you're flying into in behind enemy lines and other things. I mean, mm. when you put up a no-fly zone, you have to destroy anything that can range those aircraft. And that means surface-to-air missile systems right. in, inside of Russia. So right. before before you can have a no-fly zone that's safe, that that really is not just air superiority, but air supremacy, meaning, yeah. meaning you own the sky. Before you can put that up there, you have to destroy a lot of things. You have to you have to go kill a lot of targets in order to be able to put that up there. Like we did in Iraq. Exactly. In, in and, and yeah. We ran and we ran a no-fly zone over a fourth-rate uh, air defense system and 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 uh, an air force, you know, namely Saddam's, for I don't know the better part of twenty years. And, this and we still even, lost. We still lost aircraft. And we still yeah. lost aircraft. And that and that's yeah. before we went into Iraq. That's, yeah. That's before. That's. That's coming out of the, the northern no-fly zone that we had actually through Turkey. And Turkey allowed right. us to, to base those up. So, so that's sort of tactically, these are limited objectives to do those, those things. Putin's movement has been very, uh, as I see it, and I'm, I'm not you know, looking at all the intel, but I'm certainly there's so much more uh, intelligence type information that's available on the open source world right now because of geospatial data that's available, people on the ground that are reporting. And so if you've been in this business, Todd, you know, as, as I have certainly my, in my lifetime, and then I know mm -hmm. you have been part of that. You have, you have been, a, you have been a, a big consumer of intelligence, especially when you're going to fly in these, in these really sort of desperate operations in places where you'd rather not be. Yeah. Um, there, this has been a very methodical approach to achieving those strategic objectives. And it's one of these make no mistakes to his. So from the, from the leader, from the, from the Russian commander in chief to his, ground force commanders, he is saying, make no mistakes. Do not, do not even get close to the line of violating this Article 5 thing, because I don't want to give these son of a guns any excuses. Now, that's, that's sort of from his perspective. Now, from our perspective, so, that's, so a lot of people go, oh, Rush, you know, Flynn's a you know, Putin apologist. Bullshit. I mean, I'm yeah. looking at it from the perspective of- Real politics. Well, the way yeah. I, exactly. And the way I yeah. always was, right, and as an intelligence officer, I always had to put my feet into the boots of our enemy, right? Yeah. Because that's what my that's what my my leadership wanted to know. They want to know, well, what's the worst case situation? What's the best case situation? What's the most likely course of action that this guy is going to do? So now I, I also have to think like ourselves, right? Understanding ourselves. And and I'm looking at ourselves and I'm thinking to myself, man, this seems like we're very disorganized, right? It seems like we're very disorganized and there's and there's rhetoric, a lot of rhetoric. And we're being pushed into this versus it's an information really, war. It, it, I mean, it's the name of your show. Yeah. So it's 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 just we're being pushed into this by the media. I'm watching I'm watching social media very very closely. I you know I I, I get updates or I watch it early in the morning, late at night, looking at because of the time zones, looking at the the various conversations. And there's this there's this information push to get mm -hmm. the the West and principally the United States involved in this war. And yeah. so that means give more weapon systems, give more of this. Now we start, we have to start thinking. I saw these guys that were Americans, I guess they're going to go there and they're going to go in yeah. there as mercenaries. I mean, putting their crazy. social media up. How, how yeah, this is, is crazy. This yeah. is crazy yeah. talk. So what we want to do, you know, war, war occurs when diplomacy fails, right? That's the old Klaus Witzian yeah. uh, stuff, right? The, the talk about theorists, right? Military theorists. 
So our diplomacy, to me, as I look at it, is totally failed right now uh, because we still have millions of refugees. The sad thing is we have people that are getting killed because that's what does happen in war. It's not fair. And uh, and so you got all these refugees. An interesting thing I saw yesterday, and I you know, and I don't know what to think of it, so I'm just I'm thinking out loud here with you. Uh -huh. But I saw this map on one of the uh, really left wing uh, media outlets, one of the mainstream media, very left wing, because I'm watching different pieces of information to see how people are are trying to cause us to go to war. And what I saw was this map of Ukraine with all these arrows, as you know, you, as you see, flowing of refugees, refugee mm -hmm. flow leaving leaving Ukraine. And the number was about three and a half million. And they were going into different countries that are on the periphery of Ukraine. But one of the one of the refugee flows, which I found fascinating, and I'm thinking, well, if if everything is so bad to the east, right? So bad in Russia, why? And the number that was on there was like two hundred and close to two hundred and eighty thousand refugees that were flowing back into Russia. Yeah. So why? Why why would there you think that that the refugees would be running away from the from the from the military and frankly trying to get into the west right well the information so, operation is trying to paint them as forced which i know for a fact is not true that my guys yeah, in donbass are saying i mean they will run to russia if they can get it i yeah. mean they, they want to get again, out i don't know what yeah. to totally i don't know what to think of that i just yeah. found it fascinating that the this left-wing media outlet was actually showing refugees running toward russia which yeah I would have thought they would have, you know, whited that out or blacked that out because they didn't want to see, they didn't want to show anything. Because that's that's one of those like little tiny, you know, it's a, that's one of those little lights out there that you look for to in, crack in the a crack in the matrix. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we would call it indicators, and I would call uh -huh. it an indicator. What the, what's what does that indicate? And so now you go through the analysis of it and you you make some judgments about it. But you know, that's a that's sort of a, a an, an off. It's another one of those pieces of information that I just put down on the table that as I examine this whole thing, we could achieve peace in 24 hours with what I said, Todd. And and uh, these people, to include the Republicans that are crying for, uh, you know, we got a we got a regime change. I mean, look at Joe Biden couldn't even read his notes in the last 24 hours. Right. He tried no. to walk back all this regime change stuff. But we we're in a we're in a very we're in a pickle here. We're in a tough spot, um, and because we have a we have a, a a U.S. president who is really failing us in terms of being able to be strong, uh, you know, stepping back from it all and right rising above rising above the rhetoric and rising above yes. the noise, taking a deep breath and 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 looking like the 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 geostrategic the geopolitical leader that we want from a u.s president i mean the guy he he was given the question that he was going to be asked and he was given the note card and now it's floating around on social media it was sent to me last night and again this morning with the answer on it yeah, he, couldn't even it. Read, yeah. he couldn't even read the, the the answer correctly he screwed it up again so let, let me ask you i think both sides need a ceasefire because i uh you know Zelensky is losing uh, territory slowly. Russia is losing a lot of forces and equipment. Why do you think they came down into Kiev? Was that a feint to like withdraw to draw Ukrainian troops away from the Donbass region? I mean, that's one narrative out there. What do you think? Because I understand there's thousands of Russian troops really kind of almost encircled north of Kiev. Um, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. So first of all, uh, Kiev or uh, Ukraine. I think it's the second largest country in Europe. 
It's got mm -hmm. about 40 million people, right? Yep. Three million less now, but but roughly about 40 million people. Those are not mouths that that uh, that Russia can afford to feed. So again, Correct. put my put my feet in the boots of my of my uh, of our enemy and uh, and trying to figure out what what is he doing. So Kiev, the the capital, it is clearly the command and control center for uh, what is happening and any 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 response any military response to uh to russians to the russians military actions it's clearly a command and control center so if if uh putin wanted to just destroy every building by encircling it with artillery and multiple rocket launchers and air right i mean mm -hmm. bringing in if he wanted to bring in an air force and just mm -hmm. or or even firing even firing tactical ballistic missiles right not not nuclear not nuclear missiles, but tactical ballistic missiles into Kiev to just level it. He could have done that a month ago. So he, what he's doing is he's 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 choking the command and control. And mm. and and even even when you're negotiating uh, a ceasefire, right? When when you're negotiating a ceasefire, the the I can tell you because in in various things that I've been in various campaigns and certainly in planning efforts, when you're negotiating, you're also attacking. You're moving forward. Because what there you're you trying to do is you're trying to gain a greater advantage to uh, at the table, at the negotiating table, right? So this encirclement of Kiev, which I see as a as a as a means to choke off the command and control uh, of the uh, of whatever uh, forces Ukraine is using in this this Azov uh, mm -hmm. group that's that's popped up. You know, everybody needs to go look at who this Azov group is and what, in, what, in they the, in the what their background yeah. is. Yeah, so sure. that's I, I don't see this as I really don't. I mean, I don't see this as Putin trying to take over Ukraine. I think he's got very limited objectives. He's going to choke off the command and control. He he really wants to he really wants to ensure that as much as he can, although he's 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 definitely losing in the West, the information war. He's definitely losing yeah. that. And that's because they don't have the they don't have the wherewithal. I mean, they, they, people will go Russian bots and all this other crap. I mean, there's as many bots everywhere. The hell is bots that attack me every day. So, mm -hmm. so, um, the, but the information war is a big deal. And and for all your listeners, for all your listeners, the information war in many many cases and the and the economic component of warfare are really the two things that always get us into war. It's yeah. not military forces that make mistakes on the battlefield. It's because of economics and it's because of uh, basically lies and deception that cause warfare. And, and we're in a place now where there's so much deception. There's so many lies, frankly, coming in from both sides, or in, in this case, an encirclement of deception, mm -hmm. an encirclement of lies in the world of information. And it's very, very difficult to discern exactly what it is that's happening. And that's why I think that there has to be an immediate agreement. All those other things I said, there has to be an immediate agreement that Ukraine will declare neutrality and will not uh, seek to join NATO in in this era, in this period of, of time. You know, maybe some things change 50 years from now, I'll have another discussion 50 years from now. But right now, that has to be the single agreement to stop any of this bloodshed, to stop the flow of which is what Putin asked for before the war and madness we that we're no. involved in right now. So let's change the subject for a minute and talk about Ukraine proper. I, I've been there for a long time. And, and what people need to understand, in my opinion, is the complete state capture 
that call it the American oligarchs uh, in the Soros network have in country. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they, they put, they've captured the government. They've captured most of the uh, industry to the West. You know, there's complete corruption in the U.S. national security state there in the CIA, FBI, State Department. Look at the impeachment trials. They were all from there. I, I know that uh, Poroshenko was working against with Biden against Trump. And I know Sitnik was working with against with against Trump with Clinton. So in my opinion, that has to be addressed for Ukraine to be able to go forward because my people on the ground are saying we want our country back from Soros. Right. What, what do you think about that? No, I, I think that that's I think that that's uh, that's a lot of that is right. A lot of that is correct. The kinds of questions that the media, if the media had any guts and, and you know, and they and, the, you know, this this White House and I, I don't care about Europe. I mean, I, I, I do. I, I, I say that tongue in cheek because the international media over in Europe, you know, I, I'm not worried about what they think or what they what their leaders say. What I worry about is what our leader is saying and what our media is not asking. All of the things that you just said in that in that 20 second uh, question that you asked me, mm -hmm. none of those questions are being asked. Nobody's asking, OK, hey, Mr. President, you know, what's going on with you know, how does Hunter play into this? How does Burisma play into this? How does your trip prior when you were vice president play into this? What about the corruption? What about Soros? What about, uh, you know, the, the World Economic Forum? What about all these? What about you? What you said, what you said, Mr. President, uh, whatever, a week and a half ago, 10 days ago, what you said about the, it's, this is disrupting the new world order. What does all that mean? What are we talking about here? Why is it that you are that? You know, all of these people and we know that there's corruption in Ukraine. I mean, we know it. that when you have all of these former uh, CIA directors and NSA directors and, and DNI people and and uh, secretaries of defense and others, as well as people in the national security apparatus deep, deeply down in the in the structure. And you have all these former government officials, these experts, everybody's saying, you know, we've We've got to, you know, we got to back the the the, the president. We got to go in there. We got to have this regime change. We got no. This is not what we want to do. We don't. We we just got out of. We just surrendered to the Taliban, Todd, in yeah, Afghanistan, no. and yeah. we retreated from Afghanistan. We retreated, okay, under fire, and uh, and we left American citizens people. behind enemy lines. Yes. Yes. So that was twenty years, twenty years of warfare that sapped. The energy and sap the resources, and and also completely change the the doctrinal and cultural makeup of our armed forces. We're talking about different type of warfare now, right? And, yes. And this is this is more of a, a conventional, and even now because of this of the of the conversations about nuclear war. So this is now moved towards conventional and nuclear war. So we have got to have people take a deep breath, stand back, and start asking these really tough questions. Because the people that sit in, in New York City or sit, you know, sit in the high rises of New York City or, or, the, or the think tanks of Washington, D.C. or elsewhere in our country that, you know, the, the, our, our sort of quote unquote elites, they're not going to have to get out there and sweat. They're not going to have to get out there and bleed. They're not going to have to get out there right. and, and struggle and, and sacrifice their lives. So, yeah, let's hey, let's go do this. We, we need this. This is good. This is good. This is, you know, they'll say it's good for ratings. This is not a, a ratings issue. This is a serious, serious issue. And, and one of the results that I can imagine 
And it's because of the people that you talked about. And I just, mm -hmm. and I mentioned as well, one of the results that I can imagine is a, is a much weaker, vastly weaker United States of America. And yes. guess what? Guess Which is what? the goal. Which is the goal. Which is the yes. goal for, for some of these people that we've talked about. The more we can weaken the United States of America, the more we can, we can then have this structure that they call, they refer to as this new world order. One of the things that I mentioned briefly before I, before I, uh, my, my mic got screwed up. Yeah. Um, I talked about economics, right? Uh -huh. Economics. And I want people to pay very close attention to what, what decisions Putin has made recently about the ruble and matching the ruble to gold and only mm -hmm. accepting payment in either ruble or gold. Mm -hmm. Okay. And watch what is happening to the U S dollar and the capital outflow of the U.S. dollar from from large nation states, meaning the the U.S. dollar, they're they're getting rid of the U.S. dollar. They're, sure, they're, the demand for the currency is going down. Yes, they're selling it. They're selling it on the market. You know, back to the United States bonds and such. And what that does is that's going to drive that's going to drive the the value of the dollar bill to where it's not it has no value. So mm -hmm. if 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 Putin, what he recently did is he so this is a, this is a big deal because this is upsetting of this new world order right and that's sort of what what putin has kind of done i mean yeah. I, I can't when i look at the at the at what's happening globally which i which i i you know it's just part of my makeup right and i look at particularly the value of currency around the world and what mm -hmm. is happening with the value of currency i want everybody to understand that there's a reason why inflation's not just eight percent in our country Inflation's probably 30, maybe even skyrocket, maybe in some categories of, of goods and services, it's probably upwards of 200%. Like, to, yeah. to, you know, to, to buy lumber as an example, never mind uh, a gallon of gas, right? So, if Russia says to, to everybody that wants its gas and oil, which is one of the largest producers, particularly for Europe and, and right now in the world because of what we did here in this country, and also a couple of things, a couple other things that Russia is the uh, largest producer of grain. Mm -hmm. Largest producer of grain, I believe, in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Grain is what you know gives us our bread, right? You want a, to you want a toast or a, or, a, or a bagel or whatever, right? You want something. So grain, largest producer of grain in the world. So now Putin is saying, if you want any commodity out of, out of Russia, you're going to pay us in rubles or you're going to pay us in hard gold, okay? And, and uh, so most people don't know in our country – our, our currency really only started in 1971. It was actually, I think, uh, under Nixon, where they went from, from gold to, the, to right. the dollar bill. We always had the dollar bill, but they really went where they changed the fiat currency. They changed how the currency, and then what that meant to do was to change how world trade is done. So world trade has always been done in, our, in the generation that's watching this, and even after that, has always been done with the U.S. dollar as the currency of choice around the world. This is a big deal. This is why economics and information are the drivers of warfare. And that's why we have to we have to be really dis discerning of what information we get and believe. And, and this is why we have to as American citizens. And I'll take it back to ground zero to Earth. Right. Instead of being up at this at this level where people go, Jesus, I don't understand all this stuff. So at so what people have to do. Because people always ask me, what do I do? What do I do? And I tell them, you got you to get involved in your damn communities. Yes. yes. Every politician that we have in Washington, D.C., every politician that we have in whatever state capital you're from, 
every politician that we have on, sitting on a school board, sitting on an election, a, a county election commission, we put them there. So there's nobody to blame but us. And I'll point my, I'll point two fingers at myself. Mm-hmm. We are to blame because we've been voting for these these pathetic people for a long, long time. And that's why when a guy like a, like a Donald Trump shows up, you know, the, the political establishments, you know, plural, the, they call it, I see it described as the uniparty, right, in Washington, right. D.C. But this, the establishment goes, he's upsetting our, our, our hold on power. He's upsetting the way we're supposed to be, right? And so that's why they, they went after me. That's why they went after Trump, because we're not people who they can control. I always go back and, and I tongue-in-cheek say it now, but it's real. When they went after me, in all the, the almost two years of investigation prior, a year and a half of investigation on me prior to me becoming the national security advisor, they couldn't find an unpaid parking ticket. Right. And so they made so they made it up. They made the whole thing up, and then they went up. So then they go after me, and then they go after Trump continuously, continuously. And now they're going to tell us, "Oh no, you have to believe everything that we are saying about about uh, Ukraine." Now I will tell you, I listened to my friend, a good, and I, I consider him a, a, a good friend, Mark Levin. Last yeah. night, I listened to him because I, I really, I like Mark and I like, you know, he's such an incredibly uh, bright and, and it's a brilliant analyst and a brilliant mind. And I disagree with him on a couple of issues. And, uh, you know, because, because, you know, these guys, uh, he, I think he agrees with Lindsey Graham on this regime change, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. Biden said it too. I don't. And the reason I don't is because, you know, the devil that you know is the one that you can deal with. Okay. Because. The devil that you don't know that that might step step into that 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 power vacuum could be somebody who we don't you know we don't there's, want there's to a lot with. of bad hombres behind putin there yeah. are and and yeah. so uh you know I, I i want i want truth to to be stated i want truth i want tough honest truthful questions to be asked mm-hmm. of our leaders and uh, particularly our president and uh and I, and, I, and I don't want I don't want him to to be able to. I mean, you know, all the people who go, oh, look at what his note card. Presidents always get note cards, right? Presidents always get some prep stuff. I mean, the fact that he knows exactly what the question is going to be, that's a little that's a little bit, you know, that's a little childish yeah. in my mind. It's like get up there and just answer because you know what the answers are because you're the president. But so I, that's leave that aside. The the media. The, the global media, but certainly the United States media. And, and so this is part of that, that, you know, they use this word cabal, right? Mm-hmm. And people are going to go, oh, Flynn's a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not. The conspiracy is, to, is those individuals who are, who are trying to take over this country. And they are. And it's a very real thing. And there's no kidding. You can't, you can't say that there was no fraud in our election, right? You say that, and I mean, the whole January 6th thing is all about Fraudulent people saying fraudulent sure. election. This, no, there was there's so much fraud. This it's incredible what happened, and what more and more comes out every single day in our election. So, so yeah, there's a conspiracy, all right, and it's happening. And uh, what we have to do is we have to get a a journalistic core, which I don't see happening with the mainstream media. Well, we have to rebuild it, General. Right. I mean, this is you're, what we're you're doing. One we have to rebuild oh, that's it. What, that's right. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that there's the more we can get people out on these various, uh, I call them indies, right? Indies, mm-hmm. independents. 
mm-hmm. independent podcasters. And let me tell you, I guarantee, I guarantee your uh, your uh, listenership has gone up, and it should. And the listenership of a lot of other independents that I do know who have gone from really fifty to seventy five thousand listeners a year and a half ago now they're upwards of one million two million three million because people are going i'm not going and sitting in front of my tv anymore and watching these these fools on you know on on good morning whatever or or these people just don't do that anymore yeah and i'm my my goal my ultimate goal is really to to try to uh I mean, one, I, I have, I always tell people I have kids and I have grandkids Yes. and, and that's sort of why I do what I do. I mean, I served, we served, right. We served in the military and there's just a fiber. There's a DNA inside of those of us that have served and, and in that service, because I, I want people to understand this because you're part of this too. In that service, we volunteered on a number of levels, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just, so I, so I volunteered to, to join the military and then you get into to jumping out of airplanes, you get into, you know, uh, into, into going into certain types of units, you get into going into combat. So you, you serve and you volunteer at multiple levels and each level of volunteering is, is another level of sacrifice that you're going to make. Uh, and obviously That's the true. ultimate sacrifice is, are those young men and young women, principally young men who, who go out there and don't, are not able, you know, they, they give their, their last true measure of devotion, right. As, as Abraham Lincoln said. So, that's what I want to try to avoid. It doesn't mean that we, you know, we need we need a defense capability to fight and win our nation's wars, not to participate, you know, for 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 decades, but to win. But but yes. we also need to have leaders at the political level, and that includes our Republican uh, Senate, because we got a lot of senators calling for this no-fly zone. I don't they, understand Tom Cotton, for instance. I don't understand right. that. Where does that come well, from? They're getting paid? Well, because they want to be tough. They, there's there's guys that want to they want to be tough. They want to take on the mantle of a of the of the of the John McCain's of the world. They want to get the, you know, we've got to have a no-fly zone. Before they even start saying that, they should have gone and gotten a briefing from a bunch of aviators who would actually fly yes. those missions to say, what does it take to 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 get air superiority, which is not air supremacy against okay? Russia, for God's sake, against against Russia, <laughs> who has. Who has surface to air has what they call SA 300s. Yeah. Okay. And they actually have better better systems than that. But but those are those are surface to air missile systems that are extraordinary. And and we have been trying to keep those types of missiles out of the hands of other nation states that Russia wanted to sell to, because they're so deadly. So yeah. before you start saying we need a no fly zone, and because I saw on on uh, on, a, on a mainstream media network last night, they had this woman in Ukraine and she, you know, she's a refugee and there's, you know, and then it's the darkness. I mean, it's, it's a nice setup and she's, you know, screaming about stuff. And she's like, we need, we need NATO, no fly, NATO, no fly. Right. And it's like this, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this. Well, Russia's thinking, not even using their air force. So right? it, it will exactly. make no difference. It it's artillery no war at all. So if you put that in, if you put something up, you all of a sudden put up aircraft on our side, yeah. then you're now talking about a, a uh, an ability where mistakes can be made and a and a uh, a pilot or a plane is shot down. Some mistake occurs, shot down by God knows who. It goes into some crazy long term investigation, and the and the and the plane because this is what happens in the sky. You know this when you get shot at. 
you know, and your and your aircraft is going to go down. It doesn't go straight down. It right. might it might travel another hundred miles before it goes down, right? And it, and that 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 could end up in a in a, in Russian territory. I mean, there's sure. there's so many mistakes that could be made, and uh, and people need to understand that. So these these people that are calling for a no fly zone, I want yeah. I want I, I want the military, not the not the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He might understand it. He might understand it a little bit. Oh, I want he's compromised. I want aviators. I want guys who are going to go fly that mission. I mean, who are extraordinarily brave. Our aviation, our, our aviation community, our, our pilot community in both the, uh, in all the services, all the services are, 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 are amazing, are awesome. And they'll go do it if they're ordered. But this is foolish because the, the, the chance for error, it goes through the roof. It's not, it's not maybe, it's like it, it likely will happen. And so yeah. I want these people to stop that. What I, instead of a no-fly zone, how about we go to, to, to a, 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 like, as you said, let's go to a declaration of ceasefire and let's get these, let's get the main issue on the table, neutrality from NATO of the Ukraine. And people are going to go, well, they're an independent nation. You know what? There's no way in the world, and even with the EU, there's no way in the world that Ukraine, with all of the corruption inside of that country, would meet the conditions and the criteria to join either NATO or the or the European Union. Not in 20 years, no at least. Yeah. No way, no way. Yeah. It's so much has to be cleaned up, and uh, and they know that. They know. But that. what people need to realize is Ukraine is where if you can't do something in America, you do it in Ukraine. I mean, launder money, develop right. bioweapons, you know, right. run information operations against the president. I mean, it was all done in Ukraine. So, anyway, last question. I know you have to go, but yeah. Do you think that uh, my fear is that they want to start a war to stop the election in November, which is going to be a massive loss of power for this regime? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's an interesting thing that you bring up because what the what the conversation you know should be is we should be if we had a legitimate uh, process and system, we'd be looking at our election our election systems around the country because they're totally broken. All this mail in ballot yeah. stuffing, harvesting. Yeah, you know, we we need to fix this. The people of this country are not letting go of this. I mean, election I election fraud is like one of the top top issues in the in, in the American psyche right now. So you ask an interesting question: Are we are we being driven to something to potentially have a have a national emergency, quote unquote, national emergency excuse? Is our is our drive to war? Mm -hmm. Because it feels like that. I feel like that. Is it is it to prepare the excuse mm -hmm. to do something else at home? Yes. You know, our drive to war over in Europe is it is it to prepare for a national emergency excuse for something here at home? And and one of those one of those things that we are, that we do have upcoming is a very very historically important election to where where all things being equal if it was politics as usual which it is not if it was politics as usual all things being equal with all of these failed policies that are going on in our country the republicans should have a a giant red wave going in to the house and to the senate and frankly governorships states yes. legislatures on the, all the way down into counties so and, and that and i think that in fact i don't think i know that the, the, the democratic machinery, which is really not the Democratic Party anymore, but this other this other element that's taken it over, they see that that is a massive risk for them. So, what might they do? And these are this is hypothetical because I don't know what they what, what they will do. 
But what might they do? And again, as a as somebody who looks at at both sides of, of things and looks at most dangerous and most probable and most likely or you know courses of action and options uh you know both strategically and tactically what what might they do they might declare a national emergency and say for the for the good of the country we're, we're at war in europe right because we might be we might be this is not done yet these decisions are you know they're, they're i guarantee these people are talking about this and they better be yeah. preparing for it they might say well we're going to have to delay or we're going to have to postpone or we're going to have to outright cancel you know our elections that's possible i mean they, they could do they, they they actually could do something like that if there was a state of emergency so dire what i and this this gets back to where is in terms of the information war that we're involved in where where are the the cool heads where where is the journalistic community that is legitimate to be able to ask these types of questions. What are we driving ourselves toward in this country? Because mm -hmm. the economy is failing. We've got our, our education system is failing. Our healthcare system is failing. We've got massive illegal immigration just this year. I mean, it's upwards of 3 million people from 151 countries, according to our own government. The, the, the COVID madness that we were taken through and now we all sort of know if you if you read Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, it's a great book about Fauci. I mean, yeah. it's like one it's one big lie after another. True. So so we want the truth. We will accept American people will accept a lot of sacrifice if they feel that they're being told the truth. And they know it right now, because, frankly, there's too many ways to get uh, information, uh, you know, right now. And when when. Uh, I think I heard on the somebody say about and this had to do with one of the major networks. They're down. They're down like eighty-five percent of their viewership is gone. Eighty. I mean, that's incredible. That a major news network's viewership is only like fifteen percent of what it was a year ago. I mean, that's incredible. So yes. that means that that means that the believability factor of our media and our journalists and the information operations that are going on, not only in the West and Europe. But against us, and and it's happening by our, but it feels like by our own media. So anyway, is, listen, I course. do I do have to hustle. I'm sorry about. I that. know you do. You know these things uh, shutting down every so often. Hope uh, you know you can play through them if you want. <laughs> oh no, we'll we'll edit them out. Thank you for your time, General. We want to have you back on right. as, as the situation yep. develops. Yeah. Take care. Get me that. Get me that link, and I will. Uh, I'll share it out to my. Uh, Let me end the broadcast. Audience. You can tell me your.